I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Some of my team showed up. Some of them showed up. Bam showed up. Okay, he got off the bus there in Denver. Bam was there. Hightower was there. Some people were there. He hit the Just only two free throws of the game for the Heat, right? Well, and there was there was only two. We haven't even gotten to that madness when talking about this game. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance. And cover your furry friends with pet health insurance. We are going to get back into game one in just a moment, but I have to actually pull back the curtain here for a second because we were having a crazy conversation during the break. I had gotten some pizza during the break. I was eating the top of it, just the top of it, which I've been known to. You know, like all normal people on a Friday night. I know it's it's very bizarre behavior, but I'm one who's always watching my figure. Okay. So I'm not, I'm very anti-carb. What do you you want me to do about it? I'm very, very anti-carb. Spent a lot of time in the gym today. I didn't want to ruin it by eating the bread. So I was eating just the toppings off the pizza. Now, Joe informed me, and and I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal this. You were at at a restaurant once with somebody. I'm trying to clean it up so that I don't reveal too much on national radio. But she did the opposite of me. She only ate the crust of the pizza. Oh, yeah. That seems so. The front end of like this very yeah. bizarre behavior. That's what got us into this conversation about things that we have done that we maybe shouldn't have done in terms of food when in the presence of somebody else. When I was in my twenties and I was a, a true psychopath about my diet and fitness, I once showed up to a date with my food in a Tupperware container. Of, where, oh, 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 where was the date? It was at a restaurant. And it was at a Mexican restaurant. restaurant. It was at a Mexican restaurant. And this is something I would never do today at 40. But at 24, it was a different story. And now I would just figure it out. Like, even though I'm still a very relatively clean eater, I would just, you know, find something. Like, there's something on the menu I could have ordered. But no, no, no. I was so committed at this age that I showed up to the date, to the restaurant, with a Tupperware full of edamame with some feta cheese and red pepper. Did they flakes. allow this? They did. There was like a group of us. It wasn't just me and the and the guy. I, like we were on a date, but there was like a group of people on how a taco re- Tuesday. How did he react to it? Well, we ain't together. Yeah. <laughs> He's not my husband. So there's that. Was that the end of it pretty much there? Was that the only date? No, it wasn't the f- it wasn't the total All right, end so of it, he, but I it do feel like it didn't, it, it, didn't, it. it didn't ruin it did not destroy it. It didn't ruin my chance. I mean, I looked really good. I was eating nothing but edamame. I was 24. So it didn't Making ruin my chance. Everybody around you so uncomfortable. Like the waiters <laughs> are just probably like, "We'll just be spitting in everyone else's food for the fact right? that you thought you could show up here and do this." I So obnoxious. I had something a little bit different. I this was a date I want to say around like 2006 or seven. So I'm, I'm in my late 20s. And back then I had a uh, shellfish allergy. And it, it wouldn't kill me, but I would get sick. And I'm, I'm not going to go into the details of the sickness. Just you get sick from the food, okay? That's that. 
So I was out with this girl and she wanted to go get sushi. And like, I didn't really handle sushi well back then. And even now I'm somewhat limited, but I was like, yeah, of course I love sushi because obviously I have thoughts of my own. And, uh, we go out and she's just like, so what kind of sushi do you like to eat? I'm like, you go ahead and order whatever you like. I love oh, sushi. No. I'll eat all the sushi. All the shellfish, the better. The more yeah. shellfish, the better. So of course it's just nothing but crab and lobster and all the shellfish. And I'm looking oh. at this and I'm like, all right, let's, uh, here we go. It's time to go to work. And I went there and I, and I ate and obviously I wasn't going to overeat, which was nice, but I went ahead doing this knowing full well, I was going to get sick and sure enough, I got sick, but I thought in the moment, I didn't want to be the weirdo who was like, no, 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 I don't eat sushi because it seems like everyone eats sushi. To me, that's like the cool food. People who go out to get sushi, I'm so jealous because I can't eat much of it. So I just sucked it up and made myself sick on purpose. I feel like everyone eats sushi now, but in my 20s, I used to think like guys were worldly if they ate sushi with me. I get what you were doing. It, it's, it was probably... Right? Yeah. You, you would have been like, this guy's awesome. Here I, I am bringing edamame to a Mexican restaurant. This guy's risking his life to show me he's down with what I'm ordering. Well, that I'm surprised that girl thought, didn't propose to me. Right? That I might not have thought was so awesome because it sounds like the date ended. <laughs> like would have to abruptly end maybe a little earlier than she intended because now you were sick on your deathbed. So yeah. I don't know if that was the best plan by you. You could tweet to us, tell us crazy things you did to impress people on dates at Joe Fortenbaugh. That's how you find him on Twitter at Amber W Sports. That's how you find me as well on social media. So I don't know if Jimmy Butler or Nikola Jokic needs to do anything crazy when they go on dates to impress. I'm guessing that the guys in the league probably pretty impressive to go on dates with. But Jimmy Butler (laughs) left a lot to be desired last night and certainly could have impressed more. What's a little scary is I argue so could Jokic have. I mean, Jokic, his greatness is how deferential he is. At that size, is that dominant of a player him, the way that he's able to do it, the way that he's able to get all of his teammates involved, it's unbelievable. But also, I do feel like at some point here, he's going to have to be more aggressive offensively. He only took 12 shots last night. I know for certain on the other side of things, Jimmy Butler is going to have to be a heck of a lot more aggressive offensively because half of Jimmy's game is getting to the free throw line, Joe. And they got there twice, and it wasn't even him. Twice, two times. Two times as an entire team for the Miami Heat last night. Well, number one, Denver doesn't foul a whole lot. So even if you are getting to the line more than twice, you're not going to be going to the line 35 times a game unless you get an awful officiating crew out there. They're a team that's pretty well disciplined. They don't foul a lot. For Butler, I wonder if the issue is simply a matter of aggression. I think he's playing hurt. I don't think he's 100%. He's got a lot of wear on those legs this postseason. We saw this a few years ago in the bubble. He was running out of gas, and it's not a knock on Butler. It's not like I'm trying to say he's got a conditioning issue. It's just a lot to have to put a team on your back and carry him through Milwaukee, the Knicks, and then the Celtics in a seven-game series, and then turn around and play at altitude. Like, I'd get out of a car in Denver, and I'd be out of breath just walking to the hotel. And I'd probably valet that car so that it walks only 5 to 10 feet max, and I'd be out of shape. But Butler's in a situation where, you know, he's going to be feeling it late, so he's probably a bit dinged up. He's probably a bit worn down. I don't know how much more aggressive he can get. I certainly don't know if he can get aggressive four times in the next six games to find a way to win. With Jokic, and I want you to watch this if you're listening right now and you've never seen this, the brilliance of Jokic is that you can't defend him. You can't. You have basically two options. Option A, you go man-to-man, and it's just one-on-one. 
and he is going to work that defender no matter who it is. Option two is you throw a second defender at him. One guy's guarding him and another guy comes running over. But when that happens, Jokic sees it because he has a sixth sense for it, and he immediately fires a perfect, pristine pass to the open shooter whose defender has left him to go double Jokic, and then that guy gets a wide-open look. That's why he has so many assists. He's Steve Nash rolled into Tim Duncan, but with more range. And it's impossible to stop. So if you want him to shoot more, go for it. I think it's just going to result in more points and a different set of problems. I don't think that the Heat did that terribly on Jokic defensively last night. And frankly, on the Denver Nuggets as a whole, I mean, I understand Jokic is Jokic. He still puts up a triple-double. Jamal Murray, obviously, is Jamal Murray in these playoffs. But they scored 104 points. I mean, that is not a high-scoring game for the Denver Nuggets. And that's not, frankly, the game that they're used to. As a Heat fan, I felt like the bigger problem was... From the Heat perspective, the lack of offense, not the lack of defense. Because again, yes, Jokic had a triple-double. He was still phenomenal. But there's only so much, like Joe just said, that you can ever do against him. I felt like they did what you could do. Even the zone did disrupt him a little at the beginning of the game. The problem was then guys like Aaron Gordon were taking advantage of it. And you saw what Jamal Murray did. And you saw what Michael Porter Jr. did in the beginning in the first quarter of that game. Those role players obviously are an issue when the Miami Heat's role players are ice cold. They have traditionally been an issue in these playoffs. They weren't enough of an issue last night. So it's not just Jimmy Butler that has to get more aggressive, but he certainly needs more help especially offensively from his supporting cast. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, how many games will the Heat win in the NBA Finals? A lot of people expecting the sweep. We're going to argue next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Joe and Amber, all you have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio to hear us. It is that simple. In just moments, we are going to argue 
Not to the death. We used to say argue to the death. It seems a little dramatic. We're just going to argue to the end of the segment, and then James is going to pick a winner. Before we do that, though, let's give you some more advice. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Game one of the Stanley Cup finals, Vegas Golden Knights, Jack Eichel over three and a half shots. It's plus 110. All right, this is a plus money wager in part because Eichel has gone over this number in just eight of 17 postseason games. So it's not even happening 50% of the time. But here's the key. You have to look at the matchup. Florida, as good as they are from a net mining perspective with Sergei Bobrovsky, is a defense that gives up a ton of shots. They're allowing 37 shots per game this postseason, which is the most of all 16 playoff teams. Eichel's a guy who's averaging 3.4 shots per playoff game and with a prop of three and a half that's juiced to the over at plus 110, which is great, great, great spot for us considering how Florida plays defense. We're going to bet it. Jack Eichel over three and a half shots plus 110. All right. It's time to state your case. Welcome to jury duty. This is jury duty with Joe and Amber. Why are Joe's... Pizza monies for the Stanley Cup Finals annoying me as much as his pizza monies have been for the That's NBA just shots. Finals. I can win that. Your Panthers can still win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, the Honorable James Steele. James. Yeah, jury duty is brought to you by the law offices of Cordell and Cordell. Uh, our jury duty question today is, will the Heat win more than one game against the Nuggets in the Finals? Joe, uh, we'll let you go first, and the floor is yours. The answer is no for a variety of reasons, but I'll start with this. There are people who for a living are paid and paid handsomely to price these situations out. They're called bookmakers or odds makers. They can sometimes be the same. Sometimes they're not. So we'll go with the odds makers here. And the odds makers are telling you in this series that the most likely outcome based on the betting pricing is that the Nuggets win the series four games to one which would mean Miami doesn't win two games in this series. The odd makers are giving you every possible scenario, heat in seven, heat in six, all of them are up there. The two most likely scenarios, according to the odds, Denver in five, Denver via sweep. And those are guys that if they get this stuff wrong, they get fired. So that's one piece of information out there. Number two, Denver is a perfect nine and O at home this postseason winning those games by an average of 12 points per game. So we don't even have to worry about the spread. By the way, game two spread, eight and a half points. I don't see Miami winning game two. They played poorly in game one from a shooting perspective, but so did Denver, who shot 29% from deep. It was absolutely atrocious. They're going to heat up at some point, just like Miami will, and it'll still favor Denver. So now you're down in an 0-2 hole, and you're going home to Miami, where you're going to have to hold serve because you're going to lose game five on the road. I don't see that happening Denver's been great on the road. They've run at least one road game in every series so far. This, at best, is going to be Denver 4-1. to one. All right, the floor is yours, Amber. I like I mean, it if- noted that I kept that nice and tight, by the way. Very like did. You did keep that. Okay, again, I feel like you're placating to the court right now, though. Uh, your time's over. Let's pipe down. May it please the court. Of course, they're going to win the Miami Heat more than one game because four is more than one. So that's obvious. <laughs> Joe just like went on about, <laughs> about the odds makers. What were the odds makers telling you when the Miami Heat were playing the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round? What about six? Were odds makers getting fired after setting those odds 
when the Miami Heat were playing the Boston Celtics? Because if they weren't, they should all be fired by your standards. Because nobody, including Vegas and all the odds makers, believed in this Heat team. And what did they do? They went out. They beat all those teams. And frankly, even though they went seven with the Cs, they beat all those teams decidedly. The other reason that they're going to win more than one game is if we take just last night's game that the Denver Nuggets won and look at how, in fact, it was won. If the Miami Heat had hit four of those threes, the Miami Heat who had completely open looks several times, would have won that game. Caleb Martin and Max Struess were one for 17 from the field. You cannot get colder than that stat as a shooter. They combined to score three points. Those three points came on a Caleb Martin three-point shot. Max Struess went 0-4. Those things are not happening again. Butler, Martin, Struess, and Duncan combined for just 19 points. Denver also shot 51%. That is not happening again. Yet the Miami Heat were able to hold Denver to just 104 points. That is good defense when it comes to this Denver Nuggets team because traditionally this Nuggets team's offense has had a much more firepower than that. But but, uh, the Miami Heat did figure out something defensively there that did work somewhat effectively Despite Jokic having a triple-double, it certainly wasn't Jokic's big game by any means. In the fourth quarter alone, the Miami Heat figured out how to cut that deficit from 20 points over 20 points to single digits. They started to figure out these things more and more as the game went on. They also only had two free throws, the Miami Heat. That's not happening again. That was an NBA Finals record also. It's completely against the way that the Miami Heat and specifically Jimmy Butler, play basketball. Jimmy's whole game is to live at the three-throw line. All he has to do is be more aggressive, and he will get there again. Bam showed you that he can score against Jokic. 26 points from him, 13 boards. You're still getting very good games in the matchup that everybody was so concerned about, that Bam and Jokic matchup. And oh, by the way, don't forget... I'm getting choked up in the first Even two series. Even your body is telling you to stop I'm just, talking. I'm just getting choked up because in the first two series, although Miami did not lose game one, they lost game two and went one and one. If Miami lo- wins game two on the road on Sunday, they're going to be in the exact same situation that they were in with Milwaukee and that they were in with New York. It's all going according to plan. And that's not even mentioning the fact that the three championships Miami has won in its past, they all lost game one. We've got them right where we want them. The Miami Heat will win more than one game. Yeah. Uh, really got choked quick. up during that segment. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe just maybe just don't talk as much. I don't know. Uh, after a quick deliberation, you guys don't want what? me to talk what? during you know a talk uh, show order that I do court. for a living, order in the and court. also order during court. jury duty. Order. Order in the court. Quick deliberation here. Talk. We have a consensus in the in the jury room that Joe wins. Uh, we're a little bit split on how many games they'll actually win. Uh, I say none, and uh, Cam says one, but uh, clearly Joe is right, and uh, the Well, it's not, not clearly. Quick, See, quick what happens here? Quick point is that was Marsha Clark explaining the DNA to the OJ jury 
lulling them to sleep to where they voted to acquit O.J. Simpson. That's what that was. That was Here's Marcia the Clark's Before this show, I said to analysis. James, you're going to rule in favor of Joe. However, because I know J- oh, James thinks it's going to be a sweep. You know that's however, my trick. However, it doesn't matter how James just ruled because you know what? The games actually get played. Joe and Amber, the podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We're going to continue to talk about this Heat Nugget series. We're also going to bring in a little bit more help with the conversation. But first, Joe's going to do what he does best. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Amber, go ahead and cover your ears. You probably won't like this one. Uh, We're going to make a futures bet here. We're going to add to the portfolio. We're going to play Denver to win this series by minus one and a half games. Meaning as long as Denver wins this series and it doesn't go seven, they win 4-2, 4-1, or 4-0. That means they've won by more than one and a half games. That's the spread. We end up winning this bet. It's a little pricey at minus two. What do we got here? Minus 250. But I want you to put something in the perspective. The price for Denver just to win the series is minus 900. That implies a 90% probability. In order for Denver to win by one and a half games, meaning 4-2, it's a 71% probability. I don't think it's that much of a difference in terms of what Miami's going to be able to do to overcome this team. We've talked about shooting regressions. We've talked about Denver's perfect record at home. I don't need to drone on and on about it. Pizza money number whatever this is. It's a series future bet. Denver minus one and a half games, minus 250. You never heard the word yeah. sweep coming out of my mouth with Miami. This now one I you're think is different. Sweep. Yes, I'm saying I'm holding a broom in my hand today. The first ever NBA Finals game for the Denver Nuggets is a win. And the Nuggets take game one. I really hate that production. I'll be really happy when I don't have to continue <laughs> to hear it. Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer, joining us here on Joe and Amber. Dre, a very sh- uh, poor shooting performance, particularly from three for the Miami Heat. Uh, you had Caleb Martin and Max Struess go one for 17. Even Jimmy Butler really couldn't get his buckets going. What do you attribute that to? So a few things, right? So the the they just finished the heat just finished the seven game series had one day off flew to denver played in altitude against probably the toughest team to play against on the road and so i i think that some of that i would not expect to repeat you know you're not going to see another record setting performance where you only uh get two free throw attempts uh, or where your th- three of your best free throw or three point shooters combined to go two for 16 like those are unlikely occurrences. With that said, the Nuggets in every round of the playoffs this season have had a very impressive game one. And at the end of each one, the, the question was always, okay, well, the, the other team is going to adjust and it'll look different uh, moving forward. And it really hasn't so far. So, you know, we need more than just one point of reference to, to, to say whether the Heat can adjust and, and bounce back. 
or whether the Nuggets are just that team and it's just going to be like that. 26 points, 13 rebounds, five assists for Bam Adebayo, who historically has struggled against Jokic and the Nuggets. Is this type of performance sustainable? Because the Heat are going to need a lot from him if they're going to come back and win this thing. They're going to need a lot from him, but I don't think they're going to get that from him, you know, for for the next uh, three to six games. I think that he can play well because, see, here's the thing. The Nuggets are not a strong interior defense, right? So um, that was part of what made Jimmy Butler's, you know, pedestrian outing looked so stark last night. I, I, I tweeted that during the game that it was the the most passive I had seen Butler play in these playoffs, and he could have and should have probably been doing what Bam was doing. Like, Bam took advantage of the fact that there really isn't a rim protector for the Nuggets to keep him from scoring, so he did a lot of work around around the, the basket. It's not like he was shooting 18-footers. You know, he, he was just right around the basket making very easy, makeable shots. And so um, – I expect if they keep defending him like that, that Bam should be able to have a good series. But that game was one of the better games that, that Bam has had all, all playoffs. And so I don't think we can realistically expect him to replicate that every night. Yeah, I think we're all surprised that one of the better games he would have would come against that team. Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer, joining us here on Joe and Amber Jokic and Murray, obviously Jokic with a triple-double last night. Murray, 26 points, 10 boards. Are they the best duo playing in the NBA today? Well, (laughs) playing in the NBA today, it's only two teams. Um, But uh, I I understood your question. For the whole NBA, they have an argument as long as it's playoffs Murray. Like, I've started calling Jamal Murray uh, Chef Murray because he's been on like a a, a two-month-long Steph Curry um, you know, tribute Ender. tour, essentially. And so with, with that being the case, yes, if he's – if so he's averaging, I think, since game five of the first round, he's averaging over 28 points, over six assists, over five rebounds, shooting almost 50% from the field, almost 40% from three. If you're getting that Jamal Murray, then, yeah, he and Jokic, it, it, you can't really top that when you consider how strong Jokic is. We haven't asked anyone this tonight, and I'm curious because it'll probably get her fired up, but how do you see this series ending? <laughs> so, um, I actually, I came into this series, I, I picked the Nuggets to win, but I, I picked them to in win in seven. In, in seven? seven. I, I, I did. I, I think the, the, the Heat should be scrappy. They should not go 0 for Winfrey from three-point range like they did in game one. And, you know, with Spolstra – and his ability to kind of make adjustments, I think the Nuggets are objectively the bigger, stronger, probably more skilled team. But I've been making these combat analogies all game, I mean all day, that, um, you, know, it, I, you know, if I compare it to Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, that Wilder's only shot was his knockout power. And the Heat didn't have that in game one. And so, um, and then the other one I've been making is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is all about using skill and technique to allow a smaller man to compete or a smaller person to compete against a larger person. I think the Heat have it in them to make this a scrappy, messy, you know, uh, I, I, I sided with Amber's case that it's going to go more than, than, than five games. But, um, you know, I, I guess we'll see if they make a liar out of me. 
Interesting. Look at that. You still took the nugget straight, and yet somehow I feel like it's a win. <laughs> Nobody's giving the Miami Heat any respect, so you having them go seven. Listen, I will take it. Andre Snelling's ESPN senior writer joining us here on Joe and Amber. Let's pivot for a moment. Frank Vogel just got hired to be the next head coach of the Phoenix Suns. In terms of who's been hired across this offseason so far, who do you think had the best coaching hire? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue against Nick Nurse going to the 76ers. I think he was one of, if not the best coach that was available during this cycle. And it seems like what he's good at, um, the way that he's good at building teams around a central star with strong role players and strong defense, the way that he did when the Raptors won in 2019, that feels like the formula that the 76ers would have to use uh, around Joel Embiid to eventually get past the second round of the playoffs. Um, but just honorable mention to Monty Williams going and, and uh, breaking the bank with, with the Pistons because I thought that he should never have been fired from the Suns. And so he's one of the best coaches in the NBA, and the Pistons are a team that's on the bottom that's trying to get to the top, and they've got some young talent. So them bringing in Monty Williams, I feel like that was a really, really uh, big get for them. How bad do you think it's going to be for John Moran in Memphis after Adam Silver's out there teasing a punishment? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, he teased the punishment yesterday, but about a week, week and a half ago, whenever that was that he was on ESPN Airway before, everything in his voice where he was talking about, I was very shocked to see this happen. <laughs> it just doesn't sound good for Morant. You know, um, the fact that, that – in his tease, he, he suggested he's worked with the players' union, you know, to uh, to agree to what this punishment is. I think that's kind of the only silver lining slash hope for John Morant is the the uh, expectation that the players' union wouldn't sign off on him being suspended for a whole season for doing something that's really not illegal. But other than that, yeah, I got nothing because they didn't sound good at all yesterday. It did not sound good at all. Teasing. It, something about teasing a punishment never seems like good yeah. news for the <laughs> Bears and potentially. Saying, when I get home, I'm going to send you to go get a switch. You know, right? that, that's worse. <laughs> You're punished before you get punished. <laughs> True story. Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer. Thanks, Dre. All right. Thanks for having me. Look at that. If he, if he was judge on jury duty, we would have some reasonable rulings. Well, you got to – what's the motion for change of venue? Yeah, well, that's that's what, what we need. We need, a, we need a change in venue, change of something. I need yeah, you to – got to get out of uh, – uh, The only jury duty I have won in, like, the last three months, by the way, was last week when, remember, James disappeared on us for a segment during jur- jury duty, and our board op, Nick Cardi at the time, had to step in and be the judge. That's the only one that's ruled in my favor. It's because I had a different judge. I don't think it's been that James bad Steele for you judges. Over the last three oh, it's been that bad. James Steele's on the take. He's on the take. He already <laughs> makes his decision before we go in. Think. In his defense, you generally open the segment by trashing him right before anybody has a chance to say anything. That's so, fine. you know, you, you put yourself behind the eight ball one, a little bit there. One woman's trash is another woman's treasure. <laughs> yeah. Coming up next here. On Joe and Amber, it's your turn to weigh in. We are going to open up the phone lines to you. Also, we're going to see who gets in the zone in game two of the NBA Finals on Sunday. We'll be talking about that plenty. If you want to chime in about game two or anything else, give us a call. 888 say ESPN. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. 
AutoZone, 888-729-3776. Let's play some caller roulette. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Your time to chime in, join the conversation. We love when you do. The phone lines are open here on Joe and Amber. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Do you think the Miami Heat are going to win a game in this series? I mean, so disrespectful, that question. Are they going to win a game in this series? Are they going to win four games? Like, I'm here to tell you. Anything you want to talk about, coaching hires in the NBA, whatever else you have on your mind. Triple eight, say ESPN. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, Joe's got a little more advice. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Main event of UFC Vegas tomorrow evening on ESPN Plus. Amir Albazi minus 110 over Kai Kara France. When you have two guys who are this close in pricing, and we do not have a big favorite here. We've got minus 110 both ways. You want to take a look at how they are in two departments, grappling and striking. From the striking department, Carl Franz has an advantage, but it's not a significant advantage. From a grappling perspective, Albazi has a significant advantage. And when you've got two guys closely priced and one has a big-time grappling advantage, rule of thumb in UFC, you want to go with that guy. Albazi... 4-0 since he came over to the UFC. This is a big step up in class for him. But at the same time, this fight is at the apex. It's a smaller octagon. There's not going to be as much room for Car France to stick the jab and stay away from him. Final pizza money of the week. Amir Albazi, minus 110 over Kai Carl France in UFC tomorrow evening. 13 black odd. No winner. Spin the wheel. Make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. We will get to your phone calls in just a moment. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. The phone lines are open for you. Tune in for baseball action this weekend as the Dodgers host the Yankees on Saturday. Coverage of that game begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Then on Sunday, another interleague battle between the Dodgers and the Yankees. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and at 7 p.m. On ESPN. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We have spent a lot of the show today talking about what happened last night in game one as a Miami Heat fan. I feel okay about it. I feel okay about it. And you know what, Joe? A lot of Miami Heat fans feel like me. I have been hearing it out of Miami all day today, where for some reason there is just this air of confidence. And I don't think it's us being overly cocky heat fan in this situation because of who we've ran through. It just, I think was somewhat the way that game played out the quick turnaround. And then also with the expectations and everything stacked against you with the trip up there and with the thin air and everything else, I don't think winning game one was really in the cards. It's not cocky at all. Not at all. It's simply a matter of, shall we say being on house money to where how could you really get upset? You were this close to get el- eliminated during the play-in. And then after that, you go on to take on Milwaukee, your sizable dogs. Giannis gets hurt. You find a way to win the series. Fantastic job. You go to take on the Knicks. You play well against them. They can't knock down a bucket. You go on to play against Boston. Missoula couldn't draw up an offense to save his life. Everything was clunky. And you found your way through. It's been a terrific run for the Miami Heat. This is a big step up in class right here. So, 
it's not to say you're toast. If you're a Miami fan, I wouldn't I wouldn't be giving up hope, but you know, you were up one oh in every other series and now you're not. Well, let's hear from somebody who really knows a thing or two about these sorts of things. Ezra. Ezra is in Indiana. Hi, Ezra. Thanks for the call. Go ahead. Um, hi. Um, I'm calling here to tell you guys that I really think that Miami and Jimmy Buckets is going to go off tomorrow. Um, whenever they play next, I really think he's going to get in the zone with Bam. And they're really going to go off and take that win. Thanks, Ezra. That was an excellent call. Excellent analysis. And I agree. We need an age limit for people who are going to. We can't just have any child no, coming on, shotgunning, need, incorrect no, the, takes about how talking? this Perfect series takes, is going to play out. Takes. It's a sweep or takes, it's five. Better That's takes Ezra. than it's you and Ju- James have on this series. That was a good call. He's very well organized. The opposite of listening to you in jury duty <laughs> where your you voice literally that. gave out on you. He was well organized. He hit his bullet points and he left the audience wanting more. Whereas your voice literally breaks and stops because it's trying to tell your brain, stop going, woman. Please stop going and give me an opportunity to swallow my saliva and regroup. And I, you know how I know that? Because I've done the exact same thing. I've literally <laughs> choked on my own tongue because I've talked for so long. It's because we are sports talk radio host so talking seems like an integral part of what we do let's go ahead and spin the wheel triple eight say espn if you want to join the conversation that is where isaac is in atlanta hey isaac thanks for the call go ahead uh thank you for letting me come on but i think that question y'all asked about Will the Heat win one or four games is pure disrespect. I think you, you're just lady, you're leaving out a, a complete part of the fan base they have. And I feel like if they win one in Miami, they will win another one in Denver. So I think the minimum they'll get is two games. The minimum they will get. disrespectful to Denver. All this talk about how Miami's fine, Miami's going to get at least two. We're getting to a point now where we're tipping the scale and we're being disrespectful to the Nuggets. The Nuggets weren't even that great last night. They won by 11. We're the only show having the conversation that the Miami Heat are still fine. We're the only one. Because I have tuned into every other show show today. And they, well, that's true. Only half the show no is out is here making a case. saying nobody's making a case, man. Those jokers in the morning. It's a sweep nugget, sweep brooms are already out. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, <laughs> these guys had the brooms out before game one, frankly. At least Max Kellerman was trying to talk a little sense into his co-host. I don't know how I feel about my company there with Max being the only one on my side. Let's spin it. Timothy, Timothy is in San Jose. Hey, Timothy, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Yeah, uh, so yeah, Miami, they're, they're pretty much toast. They're done. Uh, you have to give credit to Denver. Like, that's what Denver's been talking about. They don't get, or the coach been talking about, they don't get any credit uh, for their, uh, basically for what they shot for last night. I mean, it, it did have something to do with fatigue, but they also had something to do with defense. So you got to give the, uh, Denver their credit. 
everyone's giving Denver credit. I also had somebody tweet to me that everyone's disrespecting the Nuggets. I'm like, no, no, no. Everybody was disrespecting the Nuggets. Like, we can have that conversation even earlier in this postseason, certainly during the regular season when they should have been getting a lot more accolades and a lot more praise. And frankly, Jokic should have won that MVP. But today, you can't say that about the Denver Nuggets because all anybody's doing at this point is praising the Nuggets in this all series. Right, real quick, Monday's show, what's the lead story for us in the opening segment? That Miami Heat have evened up the series. Okay. James, there you go. I just got your, uh, whatever they call it. I, I don't know Rundown? the terms. I don't Put know together? the terms. Because you're what's, not here for the pre-show open. meetings what's, ever? That's, a, that's no, our what's open. What's the thing? The open? Yeah. 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 There's oh, the your open. open. You're welcome. <laughs> Anything Thank else you. anyone needs? How long have you been doing radio Joe Fortinball? Like 15 years? how none of the terms Coming up. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.